0: Thought leaders, storytellers, and griots, sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week.
1: It's a small world, as they say, a very small world indeed. And uh, part of Thought Leaders, Storytellers, and Griots, we thought we'd start to look as well at um, the geopolitics of the world. What happens when something happens far away from us that we may think, well, it has nothing to do with us whatsoever? And uh, they say, if a butterfly flaps its wings, uh, how far does that go? Or when you drop a pebble into the water, how far do the ripples go as well? We were trying to figure that out, and uh, a story came through this week. You may have heard it already, where the military leaders in charge of Myanmar—I mean, it's been shocking what has been happening there— executed four democracy activists whom it had accused of committing terror acts. Now, the United Nations has condemned the executions as depraved, and there are the latest measures that the regime has taken to suppress the opposition since it seized power in February 2021. What does that mean? And what does it mean for us? And uh, what happens when we have democracy activists? Can you imagine what would happen if they were just simply murdered by the... uh, by government it's something that we would never ever consider but just following that story is something well worth uh, taking time to look at on the line we've got dr yakub abba omar he's the director of operations um, of M- mistra which is the Mapungubwe institute for strategic reflection dr omar thank you so much for joining us
0: morning michelle good to be on your show again
1: always like it when you are with us uh, abba if you don't mind me calling you that Talk to us about this particular story before we even go into why it is something we should look at and think about in terms of South Africa as well.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, you captured it well. It's frightening. It's scary that, you know, such a thing can happen in this day and age, especially when uh, there's no doubt that there will be focus on this. There will be coverage of this. So. Uh, I think, as you know, that uh, a few years ago there were there were some democratic elections held, um, and then you know this had come in the aftermath of um, a long history of military interventions uh, in Burma or Myanmar to use the modern name. Uh, the most famous leader of uh, the uh, uh, revolution, if I may call it, was well, it is Aung San Suu Kyi, um, and she was duly elected as leader of the country. But I think the uh, the military junta had miscalculated that um, she was, uh, that this thing is actually going to succeed. Um, uh, that uh, and in fact, uh, democracy did succeed. Well, GDP had improved during this period, um, and it's just amazing how strong men and these are all men, uh, so, so insecure. The military had 20, still had 25%. out um, but I think it's really important that you raise this kind of issue especially in the aftermath of the, uh, of the tragic killing of these four people.
1: So Dr. Omar you know when I first read the story it, it left me feeling absolutely cold and I was trying to figure out what is it about that and I suppose it's bad enough that people are executed. It's bad enough that they are like democracy activists, which we have many democracy activists in this country. I mean, there's the Defend Our Democracy campaign. There are diversity of different social justice organizations. And this kind of situation looks to any one of those people in that country may in fact... as I say, be be executed. How should we be looking at this as South Africa and South Africa, and what should we be recognizing in our own country that we perhaps have that they don't mm. have?
0: Good, uh, very good question. Um, I think you know we need to recognize firstly what's happening around the world, and then it quickly come back to South Africa. There's a really worrying tendency for liberal democracy democracies around the world uh, to be. Uh, uh, being reduced, uh, democratic rights being cut, um, strong men coming to power, uh, suspending all kinds of rights and so forth. And, you know, you can can name them. I think you know the kind of ways that uh, former U.S. President Trump behaved. Uh, You know, he wanted to cut all kinds of rights. Um, He had a right-wing agenda that is continuing up to today thanks to the uh, U.S. Supreme Court. You've got people like uh, Turkish leader Erdogan. You've got the Brazilian leader, Bolsonaro, all the way through to Putin. So uh, we're at a really worrying point in our history as humanity where the kind of uh, democratic um, values that uh, triumphed over centuries are now being rolled back. Um, And uh, uh, Larry Diamond has called this uh, a democratic recession since 2005 where more and more people have actually begun questioning uh, even the kind of uh, how useful has democracy been to them. Now, this sort of feeds of each other, strong men coming in, people questioning how useful is democracy. And one can understand that you know in a, in a period where neoliberal capital has triumphed in the way it has, it has uh, ended up with high levels of inequality, increasing levels of inequality, people being more and more stuck in poverty uh, and and so forth. And so the challenges that they have found themselves having to deal with haven't been resolved by the current status quo. So there's a democratic recession. And then men like this in uh, Myanmar can feel that they can act impunity because they'll be armed, and apparently currently they are being armed by Russia. Um, The big uh, powers that are in the region, like China, prefer to stay out of it. So I think this means a lot for us. Um, The sheer, I mean, it's just incredible. You've seen the footage. The sheer bravery of people that Mm. are going out often unarmed. I say often because there there is an armed resistance that's part of the struggle in Myanmar. It it reminds me of the struggles we put up. If you look at the shock of the 80s and early Mm. 90s, ordinary people taken to the streets and fighting it out there. But It also means that we need to be careful. We need to really, really treasure the democracy we have. It's so easy to roll it back. Um, And as we saw last year in July uh, with the uprising there, um, that people were fighting against a number of things, corruption, unemployment, poverty, and obviously the kind of factional status quo that we have within the ANC that was the kind of veneer over the whole thing. So, you know, we've got to make sure that democracy is, um, uh, you know, to quote uh, a, a famous uh, person, deal with it as its precious, you know, uh, look after it. Um, we've got to nurture it. And, and, and you know, you raise the question, in your open, lad. What what can we or what should we be doing about it? Um, you know, we ha- uh, I'm glad you're running this program because, you know, I also... Uh, my um, attention was drawn to it by a letter to the editor in the Business Day this week by someone by the name of David Kramer, who was, the, uh, was part of the Free Burma uh, campaign, um, uh, highlighting the execution. So we need to make sure people are aware of what's happening. We need to put pressure on our government and uh, call upon it to condemn these actions and to keep pushing for democracy wherever we are, where, uh, both in our country and where we can have an influence outside of our country.
1: So, I suppose in closing, Abba, my my question to you would be, you know, we talk about unemployment, we talk about inequality, we talk about poverty, we talk about food security. Earlier we were talking about homelessness. When we look at all of those within our own country, it becomes hard to see what's going on in the rest of the world. And B, to understand that it is important for us. How do you suggest that as individuals we go, okay, we recognize what is happening here and we need to fight for what is happening here. But we need to constantly be aware of the kind of geopolitics of the world. And as I said in my, in my intro, it's a small world. How do we do that in real terms?
0: All right. So, I think you know for me, uh, the kind of guiding principle has always been what uh, our former president, uh, Nelson Mandela, said that we must be guided by our commitment to human rights. So uh, our foreign policy should be guided by that, but also all our domestic work should be guided by that as well. So, as long as all South Africans continue, um, maintaining that commitment um, and you know we've seen the recession of that as well in South Africa so as long as we keep recovering that keeping that alive and keeping it strong that can be the light that can be used to guide us in the darkness that we're seeing envelop- en- enveloping the world and it's it's a really dangerous place we're getting into now but that's what should guide us
1: Closing what does democracy mean for you personally? <laughs>
0: Um, I think democracy means every day being involved in uh, making sure that uh, human rights are observed, that we are actively involved in understanding what's happening, uh, making sure that we stand out and shout out against any abuses of uh, basic rights that all citizens should be enjoying.
1: Actively involved is uh, the two words that I like to hear. Dr. Yaqub Abba-Omar, thank you so much for joining us. Director of Operations at MISTRA, the Mapungubwe Institute for Strategic Reflection.